Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's Up, the podcast where we talk about everything electrical and the future of test and measurement. My name is Darcy, and I'm here to delve deep into some of the biggest topics in our industry. Today, we are joined by Nicholas Vetterstrand. He has had various roles in the industry from product management, commercial marketing, and even the dark side of sales. Today, we are talking about digital substation, the practicalities of testing, and what the future might hold. So let's find out what's up with Nicholas Vetterstrand. Welcome, Nicholas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you, Darcy. Good. Such a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. Good. That's what we like to hear. So we start the podcast with something we call the power-up questions. They're just some quick-fire questions, and we can get to know you a little bit more. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Nicholas, what is your current role? My current role is Business Development Director for Protection. Okay, so in this context, uh, what does protection mean? So protection in uh, our way to see it is not only relay protection where you normally see see it, so Mm -hmm. to speak. It's also including the full circuit, so circuit breakers and uh, instrument transformers. And finally, the testing, which tests the whole circuit, the primary injection testing. Fantastic. Um, And what was the first job you had in in the industry? Oh, that's way back, so I can hardly <laughs> remember anymore. So I started early 90s uh, in the industry by manufacturing. So I was actually building the equipment we are selling. Not the current ones, obviously, but but similar. So today we're going to be talking all about one of your favorite subjects, which is digital substation. Yes. And digital substation has been continuously developing over the past decade. And the term has really, really been picking up momentum. Yes. So can you just explain to us what does it actually mean? Yeah, digital substation, if we go back a bit, what was it in the, before, in the past? Uh, it was uh, pri- propriety in one-to-one connections between the devices. So you had a lot of cables m- between each device. Uh, and that has now changed from being analog, if you will, uh, into a digital network. And uh, the benefit with that is that you have one access point or one connection which can access a lot of different devices so instead of having one cable between one device and to, to every device you have in the mm-hmm. station or everyone you're interested you, you just have one connection to a switch like a computer uh, so the internal side of, of that inside the substation uh, or inside the substation house is the uh, station bus so there's where you have the IDs, the relays, which are connected. And then the, if you go outside in the substation, you, you go to a circuit breaker or to the instrument transformer. That's the process bus where the data is flowing from, from the circuits. So this sounds like, you know, it's an up and coming technology. It can be quite new. So when it comes to digitizing a substation, what are some of the challenges that asset managers and kind of testing and measuring might face? Yeah, of course, there are differences between analog and digital. Oh, for sure, so I can only imagine. We can see that from our own life, right? Yeah. So, so uh, going from analog to digital, I, I would say that instead of being the, the uh, physical cable guy that knows what contacts and cables, yeah. which is very physical and you can touch them and see them, you go to a data network. And the data network is a little bit more uh, difficult challenges and difficult things. So... Uh, for us, being in a, in a protection business, the, the uh, usual challenge that we have seen with protection, now we have to become kind of ET, IT 
uh, guys who, yeah. who know the challenges with the network. It's totally a different network. ball game, isn't it? I can imagine. Yeah, and and for instance, cybersecurity which is a huge issue both for for PCs and, and regular network. This is even more since it's a a very critical component in the uh, in the infrastructure. I just really want to touch on that security issue that you've just mm -hmm. mentioned because again it's incredibly important but how realistically is that going to be managed? Yeah, the, the, you can ask that question. I mean it's it's uh, probably many different parameters but what what's uh, really important from our perspective when it comes to testing is that you don't want to get any virus into that area, right? So, oh, absolutely not. So, Imagine the chaos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so connecting your PC, which you normally are connected to internet or put USB sticks in and so on, that's a no-no, big no-no. Uh, so what you do instead, preferably, is to use a dedicated instrument which has its environment, uh, which we have more control over, no connection to internet and so on. So the onboard capability of, of a unit to make testing of the IEC 61850 network is a really good thing. However, sometimes you need a computer, and, and there we have a, a patented secure access point, which means that you have kind of a firewall. So anything where you connect a computer to that device, it blocks the communication to go any further. So it's a, there's no physical connection inside, so it's separate. Uh, and that ensures that you have like a, a firewall uh, for, for the network. So it's kind of like a completely closed off network. Yeah, you can say that. It's two networks with, which are connected in some way, but not that you can let anything through from one direction, so to speak. It's like a firewall. So if you are already connected to the network, like what would you actually want to do with that connection? Yeah, obviously connected, that means that you want to read something from <laughs> yeah. the network, you right? You want to do so, a job on something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so that means that you like to monitor the data traffic, which is uh, there and present. Uh, and a lot, of course, it's a lot of data, like you can realize in a lawn in, a, in an office. There's a lot of data points coming yeah. uh, through and, and the files and stuff. So uh, you monitor, we monitor that, uh, capture the data with a, a non-intrusive sniffer. So that's what they call to sniff okay. the network, which yeah means capture data more or less. Uh, what else is, do, since it's a lot of data, what, what we do is doing smart grouping. So you, you don't repeat same message over and over again like you would do if you ask repeating what's going on you will see a flow of messages so we group them into categories so, so it's easy to follow uh, what's going on and and not just grouping it's also highlighting if there are any changes so if a message goes from one status to another you can easily see that by by color change uh, so it's attended to to the it keeps attention to the reader I think it's uh, important at this point to explore, you know, data and what it can do for us in helping us make uh, assertive decisions. Can you just go into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, with this captured data, you can uh, not only see the difference of what's going on, you can also do a, a comparison to something called SCD files, so okay. subs, uh, substation, system configuration description. Actually, in the past, it was called substation uh, configuration, <laughs> but they changed the name because they want to have a wider use of it. So Makes system com configuration description, that describes everything, all devices that should be present in the network and all communication that should be allowed. And, and when you have that file imported and then compare with what's actually going on with this captured file, then you can easily uh, detect differences. And it could be both wrong in the 
description, the, the configuration, so to speak, yeah. that you didn't get everything right from the beginning. Uh, but it could also be that that uh, messages going on on this network which are not allowed that you want to get yeah. rid of for some reason. So it could be both ways. So when we look across the board at this topic, um, you've got the IEC 61850 capability, the secure access points, the sniffer with the smart grouping and all yeah. the comparisons that it could do. Um, is there anything else? Because the list feels like it goes <laughs> on and on when it comes to this. Yeah, we can continue, of course, on that uh, side. We, but now I only highlighted a few things uh, with regards to data validation perspective. Uh, if we go into testing perspective, there are, of course, more things to do. Oh, for sure. So when it comes to digitizing the substations, what are the challenges that the asset managers might face? When you talk about protection uh, testing, I, I would say that it's a challenge to get uh, the right messages in the right For place, sure. so to speak, and, <laughs> and, and also to detect what's going on in the right, right way. And therefore, we have this grouping that I talked about to, to group it so, so you don't have a lot of data. You, you, you get a smart overview of what's going on. Uh, but for instance, a goose message like trip in the old uh, relay, you had a trip contact that told the break, and now you should open because something is going wrong. Yeah. Uh, now you change that into data message, which is the goose trip signal. So we, we want to identify that, and, and uh, it will be easy with the, the tools we have. So can we talk more about the actual practicalities of somebody doing this? Sure. Uh, so what's going on? We have the these uh, messages captured. Sure. Uh, we have identified the trip message that mm -hmm. we want to do, uh, or we want to use for for trip signal from the the relay. Uh, then what we do is something we call click to subscribe. So just to look by and at the list that we have, we have identified this is the mm -hmm. one we're interested in. You just click it simply, which makes it very intuitive and and simple to configure. Uh, the goose uh, messages that you're interested of. So if you subscribed to the trip command from a protection perspective, like what else could this be used for? Yeah, the, the trip command itself cannot be, that. that is what it is, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But there are many other things going on as well of, of the goose messages. So goose message could be used for, for uh, uh, blocking and interlocking. So things that uh, shouldn't take place. You block a relay from from tripping, for instance, because sure. there's a certain 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 circumstance. Uh, but not only goose messages. We also have the sample values, which is the process bus of, of the thing. So the actual values uh, you have out on the substation line, and you transfer that into stream data. Uh, you, you do it with a high frequency, the data point, so so you don't get lost or, or you don't let, get lost in the tra uh, what's going on, so to speak. So eighty times per cycle. Wow, is <laughs> the data stream, so to speak, which means in a fifty hertz environment is four thousand samples in in one second. Yeah, uh, and it's four thousand eight hundred samples <laughs> in sixty hertz. Uh, environment so it's a lot of it's a huge data amount of data coming. for yeah, sure yeah yeah sure this sounds like we have 
honestly just scratched the surface of, of what we're trying to talk about today. So is there anywhere that people can go to learn a bit more? Because as much as I'd love to keep you all day, and I'm sure you could talk about this subject all day, um, is there somewhere people can go or maybe a paper you might recommend or an article? Yeah, sure. We, I mean, like you say, th- this could be a conference in itself and we talk could do a several days. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. But now we, we're trying to have a condensed pow- podcast here so and keep people... Uh, we need to keep updated. the attention. Yeah, yeah, keep the attention. So, but if if I should mention a few things, the the um, we have a lot of products that can that are capable to test these IC six to one eight fifty networks, and we have solutions for that. But I would mention one to <laughs> narrow it down, and that's the smart one. Okay. Uh, and that's because it's a very cost-effective solution, which still has all capabilities of doing IC six to one eight fifty. Uh, and it can as well do analog testing, a single-phase analog testing, which gives us a very ver- versatile unit, but still uh, a cost-effective solution to, to get started with IEC 61850 testing. And of course, you can find more information about this product and other things on our website. Uh, product information, data sheets there, we have application notes, papers, yeah, you name it. So it's a lot available. You can tell Nicholas used to work in marketing from that. He's like, you can visit our website. It sounded so, it sounded so professional there, Nicholas. We mm. like to hear it. Thank you so much for coming to see us today. I really, really enjoyed talking about this topic. Um, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening.